With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And challenge reality. Abnormal realities are beacons for the imagination. What society deems abnormal may be more real than we think. This is Abnormal Realities with your hosts, Ron Phillips and Rocky Stucci. Why are you looking so oh. Hello, folks. <laughs> Welcome to this Thursday night edition of Abnormal Realities. He was waiting, for, he was waiting for the cue. I was That's holding off, too. It was painful. It felt like 15 seconds, and it was only like four, but it hurt. What's up, kids? Hey, man. What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome. We've been gone for two weeks. Yeah, something's weird about my chair. Some weird stuff's going on in the studio when I'm not here. What's wrong with your chair? I don't know. There's a weird bump. There's no bump in your chair, dude. There really isn't. What? The chair hasn't been touched since you touched it last. Oh, it's not the chair. <laughs> You're a goober. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Thursday night, we've got a fantastic guest tonight. The show where Rocky was called a goober. A goober. That was two shows ago as well. True. But uh, So we're honored tonight to have one of our very own Odyssey Radio show hosts on with us tonight, Dr. Scott Taylor. He is the host of the Afterlife Files, and I think that's at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday nights on Odyssey Radio. Uh, Dr. Taylor talks about his own personal shared NDE, as well as the lessons learned from the millions of NDEers out there and how they can be learned and incorporated into our lives in the physical. These lessons change people's perspectives and allow them to realize more fulfilled lives. So this is going to be an intriguing show based on what we were talking oh, about. Oh, we had before. an intrigue. We had a show before a show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a show before a show. So everybody, please join us in welcoming Dr. Scott Taylor. Dr. Scott, how are you? I'm awesome, Ron. And Rocky, nice to see you. And I have really been looking forward to being on uh, <laughs> Abnormal Reality. You were, yeah. Well, we missed you the last time. I think you were kind of in between flights or something. If I remember oh, correctly. Yeah, that's right. We were supposed to be on and I got my flight was delayed six hours and I was in the air when I was supposed to be <laughs> oh, talking to you. I hate and that's always a bad plan. I hate hey, hey, really quick, um, Scott, Ron was giving me a hard time when I first showed up about my shirt. I mean, I think my shirt's appropriate for the show, don't you? Absolutely. See? Sorry. I don't, there, there you go, bro. I don't recall saying a word about your well, shirt. Well, I heard it, so it oh, don't matter. Goodness. Whatever. It, it, now, it this comes fails. from a guy who was 20 years in retail. So, you know, I worked in the department store business it's a good for a looking long shirt. time. Yeah. You <laughs> are absolutely styling, man. And, you know, it's untucked. You know, you're, ah. Oh, what perfect. was it that we were told you were? A super reptilian? What? No, a god. I was no, told I was a god. No, but there was something else. I can't remember. But it was rep- some reptilian. It's super. A rep- something. Yeah. One of our show hosts. Yeah filled his head up with air and so he's been floating around for a little bit you months. know i mean when you're compared <laughs> to like hercules you change no, a little bit it changes gosh. the way you live you know all right i got a question and we're gonna jump right in because go for it scott i know brother that you are the type of man that we can sit yeah i would love to be around a campfire on a nice fall oh, night no up joke. north you know crispy leaves in the air you can hear him crunch on the ground and good cigar in hand maybe a glass of scotch or apple juice whatever and just talking about life and talking about the universe and talking about thought and consciousness and, uh, you know, just everything. Information, because information existed before man. And it's just like so the biggest question I think what a lot of people have is, where is our soul? Oh, that's a good one. 
And and for that, I should really go over here and get my glass of scotch. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a particular fan of Ardbeg Tenure, mm. which is really peaty, smoky. So around a campfire, it's perfect. Nice. When we talk about where is the soul, um, well, it's it's really interesting because before, you know, when all of this stuff about near-death experiences started to come out, people really weren't sure about, you know, was consciousness, did it reside within the brain or doesn't it reside within the brain? And we now know the answer. And the answer is no. Uh, consciousness is not a function of the brain. Um, consciousness resides within our non-physical body, which temporarily temporarily inhabits our physical body. And then when our physical body dies, you know, it leaves and, and goes off into the non-physical universe. So there, um, this, this science has been settled now for about 20 years. And, you know, the medical community is still catching up. But our soul um, exists in the non-physical body and we existed before we had physical body and we will exist after this physical body goes away. You know, um, so. we, we, we talked about this on one of the recent shows when, when we talk about, because we do a lot of work in, in the field itself, we just we would go different locations and try to respectfully try to do any kind of research that we can try to call legitimate as we can, right? Yeah. Um, the question is, is that I've had experiences to where I have felt feet like cowboy boots walk up to me on a wooden floor and walk away. And it's been a phenomenon in this house since this lady, I worked for like five decades, legitimately. Mm. Um, it it, 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 it kind of messes with you a little bit. But, you know, so there's something within our realm to where there's some kind of a weight that's created to create that footstep. And then we talk maybe poltergeist advance. So the, the discussion was is where is that other side? Is it in a parallel or is it still within our universe just beyond reach? I, you know, I don't know how to, to, to present it the way I think about it. Where mm -hmm. is the paranormal? Because they can interact with us. They can see us. They can communicate with us. They can talk with us, but we can't with them. So are they in still our parallel? Oh, so I'd like to correct you just a hair yes. there. We can indeed talk to them mm -hmm. and perceive them. Um, it just takes uh, special training or, and mostly that's about how do we raise our uh, vibratory level? Because, you know, this physical body is designed to vibrate here in the physical universe. But, you know, if we can raise up our non-physical body, mm -hmm. raise that vibratory level, that means that we can then match what is on the other side. And then we can, you know, have conversations. We can perceive them. I mean, that's, that's the role of mediumship. That's where, mm. um, you know, like remote viewing comes from. I mean, it, it's a, I believe it's a function of how, how fast our vibratory level is and can we learn to, you know, raise it up. The higher so, we can get it, the more healing it actually has to the physical and the spirit of your body and your mind and your soul. Um, I, I was trained to go into a theta state to manifest and to do whatever work in, in a theta state. Um, yep. That's a very real thing. And, and, and a lot of people kind of give me a hard time in a fun way because I take baths all the time and I don't take a bath to take a bath. I'm putting salts and I'm putting all, and I'm putting these different candles. Kinds of, I, like, candles? I like yep. candles, like a like a dragon's blood, a frankincense candle, uh, and then I put on this tone, which is a super high frequency, and then I go into a complete meditative state in a bath. So I'm soaking in salt right. with that candle, which is producing the aroma in the air, which is calming, and then I go into meditative state, do my chakras, and I go for a journey. It's I go for an adventure. <laughs> If we mm -hmm. could all go for an adventure in the bath. Uh, you know, that's too much information for me. <laughs> yeah, you did just now. You're not supposed to do that when we have guests. What's the matter with you? Sorry. I mean, I, I, that's what, what's, what uh, you just said, though. I'll call HR, Scott. I'll call HR, and I'll report this in the morning. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I feel better about that now that you've got that handled. 
So Scott, is it so near death experiences though? When people talk about near death experiences, sometimes and we because we've had many people on the show that that and and they're all a little bit different but somewhat the same. Is yes. a near death experience what happens when you die normally, or or right. am I understanding it correctly? Uh, it can be. Um, but okay. So there's a thing called near death experiences and there's now a thing called shared death experiences. And so this is Scott Taylor's take. So near death experiences happen when say our physical body has been so traumatized that it dies. Our non-physical body then leaves and goes out and explores and has an adventure in the non-physical world. Then those of us in the not in the physical world, you know, we do our resuscitation efforts and poof, the body reanimates, the soul comes back in and you have a near death experience. So by definition, it's not what happens when you physically die mm. because in the, in the process, there is always the return. And so that's been the question for 50 years is, is that what happens when you, you know, what really happens when you die? Well, along comes William Peters. He writes this wonderful book called At, At Heaven's Door. And he interviews 800 people who have had shared death experiences. This is a different thing. Um, this is what happened to me. This, so I'm bedside and... Um, there's, uh, the son of my girlfriend who was in a terrible car accident, um, is making his final transition. And, uh, and when he leaves his body for the last time, um, he invites me to join him and we go to the light and I can tell you the rest of that story in a little bit, but to get back to that question, People who've had shared death experiences, meaning there's no physical trauma. I'm in the hospital room. I'm sitting on a windowsill and I am now accompanying Nolan into the light and with him as he goes through his, um, his final transition. And I get to experience what he experiences. That is the, a real definition of what happens when you die and it's really told well by people who've had shared death experiences okay bring the two together the truth is that the uh, common elements that are in near-death experiences are the same as in shared death experiences the after effects are the same in near-death experiences as in shared death experiences so there are some uh, slight differences in terms of uh, what people experience when they have a shared versus an NDE, but for the vast majority, they, they're parallel. They're exactly the same. So those of you that have been reading, um, you know, things, uh, sorry, reading stories or listening to stories about near-death experiences can rely on what they say in terms of what happened to them as as being what would happen to me if I was to or when I make my final transition. So when you were speaking on that, for some reason, for some reason, I, I was thinking about uh, like a remote view astral projection style. Now, mm -hmm. you're talking of shared death experience where you were able to experience a transition which... I can visualize that to be the most incredibly beautiful thing in the planet, mm -hmm. right? And, and hopefully yes. we can get to that. For some reason, whenever you bring that up the last couple of times, I can feel you. I can feel it in my chest. Um, but what was I saying? Um, no salt and incense required. No salt and incense required. <laughs> I, I can't remember what the buildup was on that, though. Um, what is the difference because I don't know exactly, like, if I go into, let's just say, an astral realm, or I'm going to an astral flight, um, right. or if I go into a remote view, 
Now, I'm my mm-hmm. my to me, my soul. I mean, not, I don't know about my soul, but my my something's leaving my body and traveling somewhere within the matrix, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. what's the difference between that travel and let's say transition of from life physical to life spiritual? There may not be any difference. That that thing that leaves our right. physical body yep. and travels around, that's the same thing that leaves and goes into the non-physical universe, um, into that area that would we call that life between lives. Yeah. So And it yeah, makes sense. It, it makes sense because it, it, right, because you are leaving your body and, and you're able to and that was another thing too. You know, how many experiences have I had in the years I've been in paranormal? Did I think somebody was an actual ghost where there was a very significant experience? Could it possibly have been somebody who was doing a remote view? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, we yeah, because that um, question's been posed before on the show. So yeah, I, I I could see how that could be be the case. There was I know s- that when when we teach at the Monroe Institute, um we we have classes on astral travel or out-of-body experiences that's the term that bob Monroe liked um and what we will what we will do is um create a meeting place so at the monroe institute there's this really large crystal that's out in a pasture and so you said we're going to go to the crystal we're going to meet up there and then we're going to go do x y and z and um it happens all the time that people go to the crystal and they're able to go, Oh, there's Fred and Matt, Mary and Sally and wow. Saul. And, you know, they're able to identify the other um, people who are in the group. They recognize either their appearance or their energy signature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the four five, six, however many there are go off and do X, Y, and Z. So it could, I, yeah, that's I wild. See that if you were that's wild. thinking it was a ghost, maybe it was somebody doing an astral projection. Well, you know, because I I remember when I was reading a bunch of reports um, that were were studies done by the CIA, mm. and there was people that were in the CIA that were high level people that were apparently like masters of astral projection. Right, right. Uh, their accuracy was right. impeccable. You know, and yep. they said that there were times where they were spotted. And I didn't understand because it really didn't elaborate because these were reports. So it's not like it was a story or, you know, I wasn't reading a book, but I wish there was more elaborate detail in regards to what do you mean you thought you were spotted? Did they see your shadow? Did they see an orb? Did they see you? What did they see? I got questions. You know what I mean? I got questions. <laughs> well, um, I have to tell you that it, it's one of the things when people start working in this arena, they have to get used to it, And that is that um, there might be this energy blob. And I mean, there's no defining characteristics. It's not Scott Taylor in a red shirt and he's got blue glasses and yada, yada. But there's an energy signature that's associated with that. And and I know all of you know what that means. You know, you're in a room and somebody walks in behind you and you go, oh, well, that's Grandpa Paul. And, you know, you turn around and it's Grandpa Paul. There, There's just an energy about the room mm-hmm. that um, we've heard about politicians. Uh, Bill Clinton was one that when he entered a room, it's like his aura entered the room before he yep, did. Correct. And And people could feel it. Because it was just that strong and that clear. So, maybe maybe there's some reptilian stuff going on or something, you know? Maybe maybe he was given some reptilian maybe. power or something. I guarantee you there's it's a Bill conspiracy Clinton, group out there somewhere that will say that it's definitely reptilian. There's yeah. somebody out there that has the facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I love that field. Oh, they are so entertaining. So, Scott, you, are you the current president of the Expanded Awareness Institute? I am. You want to tell us about EAI real quick? EAI. Sure. Um, So Expanded Awareness Institute, um, we're all about exploring near-death experiences, shared death experiences, and all things afterlife. And um, we have uh, guided meditations, like the albums that are behind me. Um, 
that help people to um, enter into and hold expanded states of awareness in those states that are associated with near-death experiences. Like, um, we know that when we lift out of our body, there's usually an escort there that will take us to the light. That's one vibration. And we go through a tunnel. That's another vibration. And when we exit the tunnel, we enter into one of three different kinds of light. Each one of those has their own vibration. Um, there's a reunion with the dead relatives. That's a vibratory um, life review, that area of life between lives, the Akashic records. All of them have a, a slightly different vibration, um, vibratory state. And so that's what we teach people. Hey, Scott, is, I got a question. I, 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 on the life review part, do we yeah, have yeah. do we have the option on you know to opt out of that <laughs> phase? Because I you know I I'm good. I kind of remember everything I've done. You know I'll be like, can I just pass on this one? <laughs> um, actually, um, when you when you get to that part, you are accompanied by a divine being, and you can negotiate with this divine being any way you want. Oh, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> oh, no, it's, very, it's very good because okay. their whole mission in life is to love you through that experience. And oh, it's, um, I, like I have to tell you from, from the people who have experienced it, it's the most profound aspect of a near death experience is that ability to um, relive your life from your perspective, relive your life from the other person that's in the scene and to relive your life from that omniscient perspective, uh, God's perspective, it, as you will, so you can see how that role that you played affected other people. Now, what we know is that when we come into this world, we often take on roles, that we're assigned different roles on purpose. And so maybe your role is to be Judas Iscariot, you know, Jesus can't be Jesus without Judas Iscariot. Somebody had to turn him in. And, and so if you did it perfectly, you know, normally you'd say, wow, what a jerk. But that's what it took. It took that role to have Jesus become what he became. And the same thing in, in our lives. You know, maybe our role was to be a jerk at one particular time because that propelled somebody else into a, um, a worldview, uh, some sort of action that made them wonderful. So by being a jerk, you did it perfectly. You know, and you get extra stars in heaven because of it. Justified. It's all that. justified. Yeah. Uh, sorry, babe. The spirit told <laughs> Until me to you do it. Maybe you're just we're a plain old jerk, and then you well, know, then too, you have you know, to atone. That's all. That's all. You know. So Scott, we're we're up on our bottom of the hour break. Do you have time to stick around with us? Oh, I certainly do. Oh, fantastic! We'd love to have you after the break. And I've got a question back on the shared death experience um, that I, I thought about because if you said it, I missed it. But when we get back uh, back from the break, we'll we'll, we'll hit you up on that one. Uh, tonight All we've right, got and Dr. Scott Taylor with us. Go ahead, he Scott. Is, real he quick, is the host of the Afterlife Files. Go ahead. When I come back, I want to finish that last little bit about near um, our life review oh, because yeah. there's something that is so cool that we haven't touched on. Yet. Perfect. I love it. A tease. They call that a tease. <laughs> a tease, yeah. That's right. Well, okay. I'll call it a hook. All right, All right folks. Stay hey, with us, Dr. Scott. Man, we love you guys. My sister Paula's here. What's going on? Paula hey, Stucci. What's happening? What's happening? Uh, I've seen a lot of really cool questions in the chat room. Um, it's just there's not ever really in these kind of conversations a good spot to jump in to break the flow of what's already being well, talked about. Maybe we know? can do that here in the last 10 minutes or so of the, of the, uh, of the show, just to kind of make sure we're covering at least whatever aspects you want us to cover. But uh, Dr. Scott Taylor's with us tonight. He is an NDE expert and uh, you think about, about this. It, it, you're like, Hey, I really wish I could experience an NDE, but you know what? You got to die to do it. You yeah, know what I'm no saying? Joke, it's a no big freaking bucket list Odysseyradio.com. Odyssey Radio, that's where you can find Dr. Scott's show. Uh, yeah. Abnormalrealities.com, that's where you can find our stuff. We'll be back after the break. Two minutes, guys. Stick around. 
a double love. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Do you have fewer than three bowel movements a week? Are your stools dry, hard, and or lumpy? Your stools are difficult or painful to pass? Do you have stomach aches and maybe stomach cramps? Do you feel bloated and nauseous? Do you feel that you haven't completely emptied your bowels after a movement? Well, if that's the case, then the chances are pretty good you are dehydrated. So what you need to do is go to www.insanecustomtumblers.com. We have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of images that you can purchase for your personalized tumbler today. If you're looking for a custom design, we can help you with that. Insane Custom Tumblers is the one-stop shop for you. Once again, go to insanecustomtumblers.com. Again, that is insanecustomtumblers.com. Use code INSANE20 for a 20% discount today. InsaneCustomTumblers.com. Hoop well, my friends. Hoop well. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Abnormal Realities, folks. I'm Ron Phillips. That's Rocky Stucci. Ron, Ron. What are you doing, dude? What's the deal? Ron, folks, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. It's not news. breaking news. I mean. It's breaking to me because I just saw it. Okay. You know what Ron does? Ron, give us a transition. Just, can you do anything? Do you got anything you can transition on to the home screen? Oh, no. You got to use your foot. Oh, you're talking, well, I, it, yeah. When Ron we bring has our, a new switchboard. When it's we bring, on the floor. He uses his feet to transition from us to the guest and the home screen. When we bring Dr. Scott back in, I'll, I'll use it. How's he that? He uses, do it. <laughs> All right, folks, Dr. Scott Taylor's with us tonight. He's host of the Afterlife Files. He's Watch a near-death ex, uh, experience expert, and he joins us tonight on the show. Welcome back, Dr. Scott. Oh! How are you? <laughs> oh, you did that so well with your feet. Well I done. love technology. I don't even understand why you're so excited about it. Oh, I, want <laughs> I don't even have two cameras, but I want one. But see, I'm, no, I mean, what Rocky's talking about is I can switch between Dr. Scott directly and then back to us without having to reach for things. He's using his feet. <laughs> Remember back in the old days, we used to, have to use our feet to change the high beams in the trucks. Yeah, the button on the bottom on the floorboard. Yeah, the good Absolutely. old days, man. The good old days. All right, all right, Doctor Scott, you've got some stuff you want to finish talking about the uh, well, a little bit of technology. There is a, a bit of technology that is in a near death experience that okay. we we left with a tease. Yes, and it goes like this. So you're reliving your life. And you get to a scene that you're not particularly proud of. And that's why that divine being is with you. So you can you turn to the divine being and say, stop. Um, I don't like what's happening here. Can I relive that scene oh. and behave differently? What? 
and the divine being can do that. What? And so it's like this little rewind, you know, complete with sound effects. And they'll start the scene again. And instead of being a jerk in this scene, you are compassionate and oh. thoughtful and have lots of wisdom. Okay. So, and so basically it's a do over. Does that count when you get to the pearly gates? Yep. When oh, you're, no. <laughs> Yeah, you get to have a do-over. All right, my question, though, is that, okay, if you go back to a specific time for the do-over, you're literally changing the history or or the future of your life, and you could potentially not have the same family you have. So you're literally rewriting everything. Yeah, but you're correct. I will take the pain of my sins and ask for forgiveness at the gate. Maybe. I don't want to rewrite anything. It's it's not as definitive as that, because what it does is it sets up another timeline. Yes. And... So you that get makes to sense. have your timeline just as you like, but, but on another timeline where you're the nice guy there at that intersection, so you you, there's see the another results. one that's set up for you. How many timelines can you yeah. have? Infinite. Infinite, infinite numbers of timelines. We all do. It'll be like Campbell. So, now, here's the cool part <laughs> is that that scene that where you become nice instead of being a jerk that enters into human history. So, you know, all of us are connected and we have a common collective consciousness that is the uh, sum total of all of our experiences, you know, Ron and Rocky and me and Sally and Fred and Amy and whatever. We all contribute to this vast database of human experience. And when we do those do-overs, those are added too. So it's a wonderful opportunity to, um, well, you can address your karma, you know, and, and, and deal with it right then. You don't have to come back to the physical world. Can you break a generational trauma? Can you break that through transition to a new life? Okay. So when you're, when you, I suppose, I mean, if you're talking to the divine, anything's up for negotiation. That's what it's everything's up for negotiation. Yeah. You just say that divine being, I would like, I'll say there's some generational trauma. Pick something nasty, yeah, incest or I want it gone. That, is, that has happened over four or five generations. Yeah. You know, you can say, okay, divine being, I would like to break that pattern and live my life in a way that that wasn't an issue. And so you talk about it and you and you do it. And then maybe you, you do it and you, ah, it didn't turn out. Maybe I'll want to try it a different way. You know, you, you get you get lots of do-overs, not one. I wonder what yeah. number. Yeah. I wonder what number I'm on right now. Sixty-four. Uh, at least, brother. At least, I got a lot of redos. Or forty-two, I should say. You know, if I remember the um, that's right magic number from uh, something at the end of the galaxy. And you know, sometimes I just make spontaneous decisions, and things just don't work out right. You know, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Eh, it's okay. It's okay. And you know. by the way, I'm going to go back to what you were saying, Rocky. Um, I've had lots of people come up to me after I've given presentations or workshops, and they would say something exactly like you said. Oh, I would just love to have that experience that you had. And you're going, no, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you don't, because that means that your physical body was so traumatized yep. and yeah. injured that it will take you years to recover from it. Yeah, I'll be and, like, I'll be like, I can arrange it. I'm like, give me that hammer. Okay, close your eyes for about three seconds. You're going. Click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's or no place like home. Me. There's no place like home. You know? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If you've had guests on that talked about their near-death experience. That means they probably were in some sort of accident, maybe, uh, where they lost loved ones. Or froze to death. Uh, froze to death on yeah. the side of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peter Panagor. Yeah. Famous story. But, brother, I got to tell you, you know, it, it, it is because, you know, in our world, in our physical world, I mean, our spirits are broken. We are a broken culture. We have been for many, many years. I'm not saying this is nothing current. This is thousands of years. Humans are are unique species. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going again. That's number two in the show. 
Wow, dude. That's number two. Um, and because Man, it, had, it I, had to do with behavior, though. It, it had to be about, about producing a better energy. But we live in a culture of, of this savagery, right? Yep. Um, so when we hear somebody come on a show and they can take us into this euphoria of this journey of us releasing all this pain and burden we carry with us in our everyday life. I mean, I have a bunch of employees and they're losing sleep just trying to figure out how they're going to get to work. That's how broken we are. You know what I mean? And so when you sit here and listen to a show and you listen to somebody explain it, especially somebody with real passion, you know that they really experienced it by the tone of their voice. And it takes you somewhere. And it, it, it's like, I want to escape. I, that's where I want to be. I don't want to feel pain no more. I don't want to feel sadness no more. I don't want to question why things happen. I just, I want it all to go away. You know, so sometimes it's welcoming to hear that experience, yeah. uh, but not so much where I say, hey, Rock, can you hit me in the head with the bat and just make sure I wake up in about five minutes, you know? Well, that's the wonderful thing that we have discovered over time is that people who have go into near death experiences, they enter into these different vibratory states and we can do that now yep. through yep. meditation and using um, technology like binaural beats. Yep. They are really effective at raising up both our physical and our non-physical bodies uh, vibratory levels so that we can match the vibration of the life review. And you can, and once you're in that, you can just go have one, you know, call on the divine being and say, let's go, let's do one today. How we're doing it right now. And you know, why not? I know the direction you can go of this. place that's really peaceful and see, I know, want that. <laughs> I can get forgiveness. He, I want that, he says. Um when you talk about the vibrational state, that's to me an essential part of life of understanding. I wish our grade schools taught this, mm. right? Mm. Um, but explain to people the benefits of when you are dialed in and you can keep your vibratory state high. What are the mm-hmm. physical benefits to the body when you can keep a higher vibration? Oh, physically. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that you can do is uh, to be able to assess what's going on with your physical body. So there's a whole raft of techniques that you can use to take and get guidance from your physical body because it will talk to you Absolutely. and say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this pain in my shoulder over here. We, you got to work on that. Yep. Or I've, I've got some sort of an infection down here or, you know, my knee isn't. And anyway, so it can identify those areas that aren't working very well. And then we can call in the healing energy mm. and, and fix it and, um, you know, release the tension or change the vibration. So it's, it's not, um, in a state of dis-ease, it's in a state of active, um, healthy vibration. You know, I see a lot of these sports doctors now. They're doing, they're they're trying different types of practices instead of the old way of cutting somebody up and sewing it together. Uh, they're mm-hmm. using like different types of frequencies. Uh, I I don't know if frequency is the right word, but they are using. Well, like yeah, a there's light there's um, there's there's uh, sound techniques that enhance the speed of which um healing happens yep. and you know and that's just at a you know at a really gross level that's on a physical level using sound that's you know that we can hear and feel right and then there's all of those vibrations that are above that that add additional healing qualities so if we can inject that into a local area and we can expedite the healing of that local area Imagine if you could dial that in on your whole body and the healing effects it would have on your physical self yeah, um, and recovery yeah. and mental stability, right? Because you're at a way higher frequency or a way higher vibrational uh, rate. So yeah, there, there's been any number of um, experiments about where a group of people as small as 20 into thousands and tens of thousands um, concentrate on sending healing vibrations to a particular city um, and and watch what happens with, say, crime rates mm. over the period of time that they were sending this healing energy and afterwards, kind of the tail effect. Um, it is now absolutely 
uh, rock solid science that doing those forms of meditation where you send that healing energy, say to Minneapolis at the time mm -hmm. of um, George Floyd's death, yep. uh, really makes a difference in the the community and 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 what it experiences. So it, you know yeah. what? When that's, I when I say nailed that, down now, right? Yeah. When I say that they would teach this to kindergartners, first graders, second graders, and understanding understanding that effect, I think that could possibly change people's character, their level of aggression. I I honestly, Scott, honestly, I don't have nothing to support what I'm going to say, but I think because the Japanese culture does it, mm -hmm. they make those kids plant their own food crop their own food, cut their own food, cook their own food, and understand every nutrient and every benefit of that nutrient to the human body, right? And then they do the meditation. Yep. They do eyes. They do They do soul. They do. Uh, it changes the character of a society in a way to where I think it could create more of a acceptance because we don't have acceptance right, right. now. Right. You know? So for your listeners uh, who may not know about Stefan Schwartz, um, he, here's a guy who's, I don't know, he's 80 years old or something now, and he's devoted his entire life to studying how do we make changes in culture based mm. on the decisions we have and how can we send healing energy into XYZ in order to make a change and how do you do that individually? So um, look up his work, Stefan Schwartz. That's a, that's a place to go. Wow. Interesting. Why don't you real quick look through and see if there are any questions uh, on well, the, on the chat? Because I want to okay. ask him that question yeah, I had. Go for it. Uh, so, Doctor Scott, before or in the first segment, you talked about your shared death experience, and mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, um, you was it you that were sitting on the on the windowsill? Yeah. Do yeah. I do you want me to give you kind of a quick? Yeah, because overview? my question. I mean, and, and you can answer it this uh, through that. My question is, what happened to your physical body when you were sharing the NDE? Yeah. Got it. Okay, so this happened because um, I was in love with a woman. Her name was Mary Frances. She and her son, Nolan, were in a car accident. Mm. Mary Fran was killed outright, and Nolan had a, a severe head wound. Um. We had the best care possible because we were in Southern Minnesota and Nolan got taken to the Mayo Clinic. And um, there, um, it took him six days to make his transition. And so this rather large family had a chance to gather. Right. And when it came time for Nolan to make his transition, we all filed into the hospital room. And as it turns out, I'm at the end of the line of, say, 40 or 50 people. When I get into the hospital room, it's already six deep so around, around the bed. So I wind up sitting on the windowsill next to Mary Fran's uh, brother, Willie. Then, you know, we, you just wait. And eventually, the, you know, the heart monitor goes flat. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, what I experienced was Mary Fran coming across the veil and scooping her son out of his physical body. And they had this exquisite reunion, as you can only imagine, between a mother and a child. And somehow I got to participate in that. I got to feel what they were feeling. And then, to kind of to my surprise, what happened was that they turned to me came over to me, embraced me, and then the three of us went into the light. Mm. And when I was in the light, it was really, I mean, it's just so wonderful. It was love. It was reunion. It was unconditional acceptance, it, it, just beyond words. And we had time to uh, affirm our affection for one another. We had time to say our goodbyes. And we had time just to be with one in, with one another. And then when that ended, it just felt complete. And then the two of them turned and went into the light. I then left and came back to my physical body, which was on the windowsill. Now, I started to say, was there a, was there a sense of time there? Uh, no. 
No. Okay. I, it just my guess is that it was something like five to ten minutes ish. Okay. But that timeline is a whole lot different than what was happening in the physical. Right. So you know which time are we talking about? I don't know. Yeah. So. So that was part A of the story. Part B of the story is that I'm up in the in the non-physical world, in the light, having my conversations with Mary, Fran, and Nolan. But I am also in my physical body, sitting on the windowsill, and I am perfectly conscious. I am in the room with all the relatives. I didn't have a word for it then. Today, I would call it bilocation. Mm. I had two distinctly separate consciousnesses that were working. And I know this because in my physical body, I was feeling all of this, this love, this joy, this ecstasy, and it's trying to break out of me. And if anybody had looked at my face, they would have seen this, this expression of, of a rapture. Wow. And they would have completely misunderstood what was going on. Right. So I, I took and covered my face with my hands and I just remained like that until my other body that was in the light came back and we, you know, we rejoined back up again and then I could regain my composure and then amazing, you know, be with the other grieving relatives in the room and, and, you know, hug each other. Cause did you you mention, incredibly sad. Did you mention that to anybody in the room? (laughs) No way. Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, a, I mean, I'm 27 years old. Yep. I grew up in the Presbyterian church and none of that is in the lexicon of that religion. Sure. It just, it was, lost a demon. I didn't have, I didn't have any words for it. It was yeah. so outside of my experience. I didn't know what to do with it. Well, um, it turns out that 15 years later, when I'm doing my research on near death experiences, I interviewed one of the other members that was in the, around the bed mm-hmm. and they had, exactly the same experience as me. Wow. And, and when I'm interviewing, I have it on tape as a matter of fact, and it was a sister. And she said, what she experienced was when Nolan flatlined, Mary Fran came across the veil, scooped Nolan up out of his physical body. They had its exquisite reunion, which she was able to participate in. And the two of them turned to her and the three of them went to the light. That is a trip. The exact same words that I use. So if I had any reservations about whether or not this was real, it ended right there. Brother, sure. I would have been floored hearing somebody say the identical same experience. I would have been floored to hear what, it. What, what is astounding to me is that these occurred simultaneously. Mm. They, they occurred simultaneously. Yeah. Wow. And... And so here's tricky. So when the three of us went to the light, um, I didn't see a fourth person. That would have been the sister. Or there were two separate events, which I now think is probably the case, that they were having an event with the sister and they were having an event with me and they had split. Right. So, that I mean... You know, this whole multi-dimensional thing gets kind of confusing now. It's Holy so crap. intensely deep, though. But, <laughs> uh, brother, we, we have about four minutes left. I, I do have a question. For one, uh, before anything, any kind of experience like that is horrifying. We're sorry for your loss of losing somebody mm-hmm. like that that you loved. Um, you know, and, and to share your experience and to be able to take that journey. And, and you know, closure to me is a very important thing. And, and we have a an entire population of people that will go their whole life because they didn't get closure in some situation and some death with your experiences and your knowledge and your expertise and your understanding of spirit, physical and everything in between, what would you say, what would you recommend to people right now that are lost or part of their soul is detached because they never had the opportunity to give closure what kind of reassurance is there to, just to give them hope and confidence that the day will come where you'll be able to express your love again? hundred uh, percent. Because when we leave our physical bodies for the last time, we enter into the non-physical world and all of our loved ones are there. And 
and we get to experience them at a soul level as well as at a personality level. You know, because some personalities, let's face it, they were a little difficult here mm-hmm. in the physical sure. world. Sure, sure. And, um, and so to become, to uh, reach closure is really about understanding who they are on a soul level minus, you know, all of that particular personality that was associated with Mm. that particular person in this, in this life, because, you know, we've all lived tens, hundreds, thousands of lives. And, and what's important is the growth of the soul. That is the common theme between all of them. We, it's not about, you know, was Scott a good guy or a jerk in this particular world? I had things to learn in this, in this world, but yeah. What about when I was a Roman soldier and what about it when I was on a slave ship? And what about it when I was tending rice in, you know, Malaysia, I, you know, all those different lives, the personalities drop away. And, and what you get to experience is that, that loving being that is, you know, who we are outside of the physical world. And no matter so, no matter how yeah. many times you change physically or how many lives you live, your soul at a core is the same. Is that correct? Yeah. Somewhat accurate. It's the same yeah. through the transition and the journey, right? I, we have with different experiences. So that soul energy is is it evolving through the process? I don't know if evolving yes. is evolving is a good word. It's gro- it's growing. Okay, and you know, and it's um, contributing to that. Um, the whole of human experience, as we talked about before. And, and, and so that part of us that's connected to the whole, we get to share in that growth. And then there's that part of us that is, you know, the, our essential soul level. So, and we all grow up at the same time. And then we need mm. to talk about time because all time yeah. is one. And so Scott, listen, yeah, we've got that, about- that makes my head- we got about 30, 45 seconds. Real quick, talk about your your uh, albums, your website, where people can find more yeah. about it and read about you. Oh, thanks, Ron. Um, this is neardeathmeditations.com is the place to go because there we have um, the guided meditation albums that you find behind me. Uh, best-selling. They've, they've done really, really well. Um, there you also find out about our retreats our workshops and the podcast, the afterlife files that is, you know, featured here on the Odyssey network. So that's the place to go. Near death meditations.com. Fantastic. Dr. Scott Taylor, folks, you can find him on Odyssey radio at uh, 5 PM Eastern on Tuesdays. Dr. Scott Taylor, thanks for joining us. Stick around. We're going to come right back to you as soon as we get finished with the show. Thank you, Scott. Uh, My favorite kind of shows. God, I love that information. My favorite kind of shows because the it. one thing every human being ponders on this planet is what we just talked about. Tonight. No kidding. So. No kidding. It's intriguing. Man, that was a quick awesome. hour, Phillips. I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Love you guys. Kind Thanks of. for joining us. Except you two in the back. Every you know. Thursday night, we appreciate it very much. AbnormalRealities.com, RomicaDesigns.com, InsaneTumblers.com. Go, please, search. See if there's anything there that will help you. I love you. We love you guys. We'll see you then.